few weeks ago, I, I told you about my um, huge love for AirPods Max and why you should buy them, right? And mm-hmm. you you haven't yet for some reason. I don't I don't know. You've you've even got like Apple credit hanging around. Um, but that's on There's you. a laptop coming out. There's a laptop coming. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll be like a back to school promo next year. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, I was on a FaceTime phone call yesterday with two people and in the middle of the phone call, the left, um, the ear, ear cup, it sounded like the ocean, you know, just like waves coming in and, um, it was only one side and I just thought, Oh, I guess someone has a fan on or something on, on the call. Uh, and it's just coming out of one side because spatial audio, it feels real, whatever. Um, and, and then the call ended and it was still there and I, I rebooted, it, you know, by pressing down both buttons until it totally turns off and comes back on again. And it was still there. And, um, so someone, uh, a friend of mine, Jared, who's much smarter than me suggested, maybe it's the act of noise cancellation if a microphone is busted in some way. And so I turned that off and sure enough, they're perfectly fine after that. So um, right now I can't do noise cancellation or transparency without there being like this big ocean sound in the left uh, ear cup. Um, so I, I will I will be working on replacing those soon, um, you know, th- through through the, the warranty. We'll let you know yeah, how I mean, it goes. You've got to be coming up on the year warranty, right? No. But, well, they haven't been out for a year. It was like December. That's what I mean, coming up on the year. Yeah, but it's only September. There's so much, well, there's so many more days between now and then. You go, how to, I mean, to be fair, I just want it to be December, so I've got many laptops. So okay, the fair, time, fair. The time warp means that December's basically tomorrow in my head. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so, so uh, I'll, I'll have to get Anyway, this. I think I'm now justified in not buying them because clearly they're unreliable. Well, I... I've I use them every single day and I still use them, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but maybe I'll have a fresh pair soon <laughs> through replacement. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, are you wanting new ear cups? <laughs> I really need new ear cups. Yeah, or I need no. I I, I tried using them without ear cups and w- before they were busted. Don't think that's what broke them. Um, no, I, I did that after they were busted, so it definitely wasn't the reason. Um, so someone tweeted at me actually uh, yeah. asking, "Are they going to be new AirPods Max soon?" Because all the retailers and resellers have them on discount at the moment. And I, I think they're just in the... I don't think there's any new on the horizon. They've, they've, it's just a year out now. so they're, And they're probably not like super swift sellers. Like, you know, they're more of a, a, a high high price, you know, low volume product. So it's probably a year in now where the retailers are like, we probably need to shift some of these. We'll just drop the prices down a bit. They have to be less popular than HomePod, right? Which in HomePod was like that where retailers, you know, after the, the initial launch... Retailers were doing. Do you discounts. think they're less popular than HomePods were? I don't. Yeah, because one HomePod is what three fifty and then three hundred, right? And so these are five fifty. But aren't headphones like a much bigger category in general than? Yeah, home but, but home, HomePod felt like more of like a new category where like there are so many competing. I mean, they're competing like smart speakers, and that's why HomePod lost. But sure, I, I, yeah. I think that's why the headphone, like headphones, like people are, you know, but five hundred fifty dollars headphones, though. Okay, maybe. Yeah, but maybe not five fifty. I don't know. Like, it might, obviously, I, I Apple think, doesn't, doesn't yeah. tell us, but it, I would assume the headphones are more popular than the home. Yeah, and anyone who doesn't appreciate like the 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 um, Apple experience of how they all work together um, would would recommend slightly cheaper headphones that they say are better. like the Bose ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is so. it good? I, I wish Apple would tell us. They're never going to. But like, <laughs> the HomePod <laughs> basically sold single digit millions across its entire lifespan, and. Obviously, the AirPods Max aren't super popular, so they probably haven't beat it yet. But in my head, they have to be more popular. I don't know. It's a hard one. It's definitely a hard one. 
the other thing about AirPods Max is they probably get so many people that would buy them, but instead they're buying AirPods Pro. Like, sure, it's not yeah. like whereas the HomePod was like Apple's only option, I guess. Right? Yeah. You couldn't. There wasn't an alternative. Like, and, and they only brought out the HomePod Mini way, 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 way later in the life cycle. Yeah. Do you ever see AirPods Max out in the wild? I know we don't go in the wild so much. Well, I mean, yeah. The <laughs> main problem with that is they've rarely been out of the wild for like since they came out, I guess. But uh, I have not seen a pair in the wild at all yet. I felt a little bit self-conscious about wearing them out in public because no one else did kind of thing. And then I realized Mm -hmm. that personally, I don't care, but also that no one's wearing them out in the wild before me because they're, they're probably not that popular. And (laughs) so of course, no one. And if I did buy them, I would not take them outside. I'll tell you. I, 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 when I take my dog on a walk, I, I wear them with transparency on and uh, no no one talks to me, which is wonderful, but I can hear everything it, it, around me. In so. the hypothetical order I did buy them, they'd be like inside a slash travel, so on airplanes and stuff and like at home. I wouldn't take them out for walks. I'd still use the old AirPods for that. Yeah, and, you, and you'd baby them too. I, no, I think your mind would change after you hear them though. I really do because I, I kind of thought the same thing. Okay. Well, maybe I'll be maybe I'll be converted. I've got to buy them first. Then we yeah, can we're we're a, we're a few levels of of what you do down. I think firstly I'm waiting to get the new base AirPods that I've been waiting okay. for for a while. Then I'll reevaluate based on what they offer and stuff. Right. If the if the new base AirPods don't have like spatial and support in them, then I'd probably I probably won't get them. So that's, yeah. that'd be a factor. Is there a price at which AirPods Max could be so discounted? You know, obviously not free, not 50 bucks, not cheaper than AirPods Pro even, but like where you'd say, oh, that's compelling. And Yeah, probably like 400 is probably the level. They're getting down there. They're not. I don't know. Like I. We we have this conversation every week now, but like I do want them. Don't get me wrong. I, just, I know. I like doing this to you. I know. It's just like the. If I broke them, I'd be so mad at myself. <laughs> like, that's the problem. Like, you can, you I don't get like buying super expensive things that I wear because then, like, that's why I buy the basic Apple Watch every single time. Like, and I get worried buying that sometimes. I'm like, you know, I could afford to replace the stuff, but I don't want to. It feels terrible, you know? Yeah. You could can, can get Apple Care, though. I don't buy Apple Care either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I play the game of I don't buy the super expensive things, and I, so I also don't buy Apple Care. Yeah. Well, you're smarter than me, though. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, CSAM update this week. The CSAM detection system rollout has been officially delayed. So obviously there was all the controversy. Apple last week said that it is going to take some more months to discuss the situation. Uh, Last month we announced plans for features intended to help protect children from predators who use communication tools to recruit and exploit them. Based on feedback from customers, advocacy groups, researchers and others, we've decided to take additional time to collect input and make improvements before releasing this critically important chart. So this is CSAM. It's also the um, warning messages for explicit content and I presume the Siri stuff as well. Uh, Apple originally said this was coming as an update to iOS 15 later this year. So like 15.1, 15.2, you know, November time probably. Uh, now it's indefinitely delayed and essentially until next year, right? So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, I, I, they botched the they botched the announcement of this. And they they set it up for a failure. I still have yet to see any like technical argument that isn't just like a slippery slope of well, this could be changed to do something else. So I don't know what they're going to change that's actually going to make people happy. Like the the negative feedback from customers, advocacy groups, researchers, and others. 
if they i don't know what they're going to change that will make those people satisfied like they're just going to wait they're going to bring out and the exact same complaints are going to happen there's not in my in my view and i'm not like a cryptography expert or anything but i have a decent understanding i think as a developer and stuff and there doesn't seem to be something technical that they're missing that's going to suddenly like make everybody happy because the the core argument on all this stuff is like well what if someone else told apple to change their policy or change the system to do something else nefarious and there's no way you can defend against that technically you just can't do it so when they do go away for a few months they've probably got to think of like better messaging or better explanations that's probably the way they're going to be able to actually bring this to a success yeah a few things here um i knew this was going to happen which is why i wasn't on that week's episode to discuss it didn't want didn't want to waste that time um i'm I don't know. Like the, the, uh, the second thing is that I think that, you know, like you said, if the, no one will be pleased at this point because people who were for it are mad that it's being delayed and people who didn't like how it was being done or, or didn't want it to go forward. So now, every, like, like you said, they have people on both sides that are upset about this now. Um, I think the only thing that would satisfy most people, including Apple, is to do it the Google and Facebook way where it's, you know, you look at what's on the server instead of, this weird distinction of what's on device, but not actually, on, but not on your devices in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. I mean, I totally get it, but the way that I think the Craig Federighi interview um, with Joanna Stern, the way he was trying to distinguish between, you know, on your device, but, but also going off of your device to our, to our servers was um, cloudy at, at best. Um, I so, cloudy. So, <laughs> so I, so I can see them, I, th- I think that would be like the most obvious thing to do, but maybe there is some like middle ground where they're still being clever about it and 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 Apple-y about it. Um, and but, but their whole argument was why they haven't done this before is that they didn't want to do it like Facebook and Amazon and Google do because it's they see it as less secure, so they basically just be like flip flopping on their entire reason why they delayed it for this long. Less secure or or um, less in line with their privacy message. Less align in prime their privacy because their argument is if it's happening on the server, they're analyzing all your photos remotely and you don't even have purview over it. Right? Yeah. Well, so. they, they could say, though, they could say, you know, we, we hear everyone. Um, we, we thought this. I mean, I won't say it, but maybe they will. I don't know. But here, um, here's the thing. right? If you assume that they want to roll out end to end encrypted iCloud photos or iCloud backup at some point, they have to do it on device. Because they won't be able to do it on the server because the photos are already encrypted. Yeah. So, but, but maybe you got to do it in that order, though. Is, is maybe you offer an option? Do you want your photos to be into and encrypted? Okay, in that case, we do CSAM on device. It's or like how you, you want. Yeah. It's like how yeah, you do, do you it on the backup. server. Like, yeah, you know, you know how on iTunes when you would back up your phone, you could do standard or you could do encrypted with a passcode, mm-hmm. and then it would save like more information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because if if those are your options, you should pick the end to end encrypted version every single time. Like, like. If the scan is happening on a device, well, you're getting so much more security out of the other end of it. Like, and, and all the arguments about, well, a, a, a nation state like China could make Apple do something nefarious. All of those same arguments apply to when it's done on the server as well. So yeah, that's where it kind of breaks. That's where the simple side arguments completely break down. But anyway, maybe, maybe a setting is what makes people happy. That's what they did for Safari. Yeah. And, and I, I know we're now acknowledging this as a PR blunder, you know, in, in, in part because they've, they've said along the way, you know, we, we, we mangled how we rolled it out. We can, we conflated this with another thing with, with, uh, with, with messages. Um, but I think, I think I, I might be wrong here, but I think that if Apple has, maybe this is like from the Steve Jobs era, but if Apple has a, and they, they they obviously thought about what they want to do. They announced it. They 
they have their principle as to why they're doing it this way. And then they just take on the feedback, but then just do it. I don't think that then it's a PR blender. I think it's only a PR blender when they, they say, okay, we've, we're reacting to what has happened since then. And now we're going to, to pause this and, and, and revisit it in the future. Um, well, it, 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 like, would you call Apple Maps a PR blunder when it first came out? Um, See, I would. So I guess it depends on your definition of like, because Apple Maps caused them so much negative press. Well, everyone it, it, complained about yeah, it. Yeah. I think this is like, I think this is like strictly PR, whereas Maps was more functional. Like, if you could go, you see using the built in map on your phone and now it's bad, then that's, it is PR, but it's also like, at its core, it's, it's the customer experience. And that was a misstep. Um, I, I think the, like, because I know a lot of people, there's been, I don't know if you've heard this uh, around, but people have been like blaming the new person on it, um, Stella Lowe, the new head of communications. I I don't think anything they did here was com- out a step at all with, you know, when Steve Dowling was in charge of Apple PR, yeah. when Phil Schiller was in charge of Apple PR. It's the rote Apple playbook of how they would develop this in secret, think it's fantastic. In many ways, it's technically superior to their options. They bring it out in this massive thing and they're rolling out of their shit. Like, that entire playbook is not some, like, oh, we're doing something different now and it backfired. It's literally the same thing they do for everything else. And if there's any criticism, it's that they should have not done their usual playbook and done something differently, right? So I don't put any blame on, you know, a communications head change up or switch up. I'm sure this plan was already set in stone for months and months and years, probably. Do you, do you uh, think she was the one who called it back then? Well, poss- I mean... <laughs> maybe that's a positive I, I think, thing. Maybe I think this thing became so big, it was probably Tim Cook that called it back, to be yeah, honest. Like, may- maybe it, she, like, her role is, and, and the PR team role is to communicate whatever Apple's deciding. They're not making the decision of yes now, yes later. It, they just Their job is strictly to communicate whatever the, the actual like, decision that was made by the company is. Yeah, because when, when Schiller was in charge, when Dowling left, like, obviously, he, Schiller's a decision maker, right? So the, the lines get more blurred and and Schiller was like product marketing to, a, like, product marketing and marketing communications are different, right? Like, Schiller was in charge of marketing communications while Steve Dowling wasn't there, but I'm pretty sure Steve Dowling was more like what Stella Lowe's position is now. Like, Dowling wasn't proposing what to, you know decision making like should we delay this should we stop this he was just the one to implement it in the best way possible right and i think that's where lowe's position is becoming right even if i i'm pretty sure she had nothing to do with this right at all but anyway like i don't think this is a, a blunder in the sense that apple was like oh we've got this whole different strategy now and it's, it's gone wrong this is literally them doing their classic playbook and it not being appropriate for the situation and they conflated the messages stuff with the icloud system stuff at the same time right like I think this is very clearly in the Apple Maps kind of zone where they thought it was fantastic and then when it actually came out, there were issues. Uh, this the, the only thing that happened here is it's not more like a data blunder or a thing blunder. It was more like a the concept of the feature was not received in the way they expected it to. And so when they announced it in the way they did, they were expecting it to be like open with welcome arms. Like, oh, look what we're doing. We're being way more private and secure than what the same thing happens with Google, Amazon, and thingy. But people obviously interpret it differently and that's why it was... That's why it was a mistake, ultimately. I don't think it's a technical failure. But I've, there, there have been um, critics of the implementation, but I've looked at quite a few of them, and there's nothing like fundamental to the model, which is like Apple, you know, developed this a secret or whatever, and it's like badly done. Like there was a the, people tried to make a brouhaha about hash collisions. Like hash collisions are expected. Like so, I see it as a PR mistake, not a technical mistake, and I'd be fascinated to see how they re-roll this out next year. Okay. I don't. I don't think they're gonna like drop it. Personally, like, why would they invest all this stuff 
to do it and just drop it because they have pressure from government. Governments want them to do something like this because they are, you know, harboring child pornography in a way that many other cloud services don't because they report it all, right? So Apple's got to do something. It will just be interesting now to see how they reevaluate and repush this out probably in like March of next year. Yeah, I have a lot more to say here, but I'll, we'll save it for the inevitable future conversation on this. So <laughs> <laughs> It'll definitely recur. Yeah. It'll definitely recur. Happy This Week is brought to you by Smart Software and Text Expander. Supercharge you and your team with the power of Text Expander. It lets you do more with the same resources, less repetition, fewer errors, and greater consistency. Turn the things you type into reusable snippets that can be used again and again and again. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling errors, and even trying to just remember the right thing to say. Text Expander helps you work faster and smarter in three steps. Create, trigger, and share. First, create. Make snippets of text for support responses, sales outreach, and even common email replies, and save them as snippets in Text Expander. And then when you need to trigger, you just type a few characters and watch the snippet automatically expand into your text. You can add fill-in-the-blank fields and other complex functionality to add further customization to each message too. And then share. With Text Expander for Teams, you can keep your snippets in sync with everyone that works with you, so everyone can benefit from the same speed and convenience of Text Expander snippets, and you know crucially that everyone is saying the same thing whether you need to keep legal happy or delight customers with known effective answers you can rest easy in the knowledge that your team has got it covered with text expander you keep your team accurate and current with all the changes and latest messaging for your business and brand or if you're just an individual it's also really useful you just need to create a powerful snippet once and then use the signed abbreviation to let text expander do the rest of the job for you time and time again eliminate spelling mistakes and speed up repetitive work of course text expander works on any platform in any app anywhere that you can type take back your time and unlock your productivity with text expander listeners to happy hour can get 20 percent off their first year subscription just go to textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more and sign up that's textexpander.com slash podcast okay uh next up is some apple car stuff it, it's uh w- one story was announced a few days ago one thing was announced just today as we're recording um first up is doug field has left uh apple to go to ford he was on the apple car team he was leading the team um he started used to be at tesla he started at apple well he started at ford went to apple went to tesla went to apple back to ford so life finds a way um which is which has seemed to be a, a big change because he you know being the person who came from Tesla um, is and has car background you know that that's a that's a you know on paper that's a big deal for the Apple Car team he's like okay this is some, someone with experience this is going to go well um, but for whatever reason didn't 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 happen um, they don't we, yeah Doug Field is respected in the industry and stuff yeah. like and for all intents and purposes he had actually brought some. Uh, cohesion Mm -hmm. to a kind of disparate team when Apple, you know, went through its 14 phases of disbanding the Titan project (laughs) and reassembling it in several different forms. And people seem to be happy under Doug Field's leadership and his departure uh, brought up some question marks about whether the Apple Car project is going off course or not. Yeah, And Um, and that story on its own, you know, Doug Field's out, then it's like, that's not not good news for the Apple Car team, right? In in terms of, you know, shipping anytime soon. So, um, but then next up is, is today's news that Kevin Lynch is, is who's going to be the person who takes Doug Field's place, which is interesting because we discussed Kevin Lynch's involvement with the car team recently, right? Yeah. So in July, he joined the car team. And literally just today, it's been reported that uh, Lynch is taking over Doug Field's job. So <laughs> uh, Doug Field's out and Kevin Lynch is in. Probably, you know, internally, 
I assume this was premeditated in July, right? So probably when Kevin Lynch was joining the project in July, uh, Field had already indicated to you know the executive team that he was going to depart. So Lynch is probably getting ready to take over, and now it's just filled spilled out into into the press. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Lynch joined Apple in about 2013 to help drive the Apple Watch. Uh, I would say very successfully. Uh, he's also been running like health initiatives, and now apparently taking over working on the car. Uh, there's been a lot of like. Oh, the Apple car's not real. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just a very weird, like, sensibility on, like, Twitter and stuff where people don't believe, just because the Apple car rumors have been going on for so long, people think it's like a figment of, I don't know, Digitime's imagination or something. And, you know, Digitime keeps coming out with reports that it's going to ship by 2024. And that probably, that timeline probably isn't true, but uh, it's going to take a while. But, like, the, the Apple car project is 100% real and it 100% exists and Apple 100% wants to do something to do with cars, and most likely, it wants to make a car, right? Like, it's, it's got hundreds of vehicles testing self-autonomous driving technology. They have hundreds of engineers working on Titan. And yes, in 2017, they kind of put down the, uh, the hatchet on making an actual car, and they just focused on the autonomous stuff. But very widely reported, very clear, around 2019, uh, early 2020, Apple once again wanted to make an actual vehicle. They've been you know, hiring people from Porsche and hiring people from Tesla and hiring people from all over the auto industry, specifically not just autonomous driving research, but specifically for like actually building drivetrains and vehicle parts. And there's been so many rumors that they've been talking to all sorts of various suppliers about actually, you know, producing the thing. Like this project exists. It's not just a fake story. Mm -hmm. And I would say with Doug Fell's exit, it would seem like it may still exist, but it may be doing poorly and it may, you know, it may go back on the shelf. But, um, for sure, with Kevin Lynch's involvement, it's like they're not going to waste Kevin Lynch's time given what he does at Apple. Um, so, so that, that means it's either like a Hail Mary attempt at getting this thing, you know, to progress or, uh, it, it's, 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 you know, serious. I think it's, I think probably like, I mean, from the, from the outside looking at, uh, Doug Field's exit, it's like, that's not a positive. <laughs> um, but, but if Kevin Lynch was already positioned to, to, to take this position from Doug Field and Doug Field, you know, leaves for whatever reason, then, um, yeah, like it'd be better if Field had stayed on, yeah, right? Yeah. But yeah, you know, Lynch is a decent replacement, I think. And Apple clearly wants to make a car. <laughs> like you said, they wouldn't waste Lynch by not giving him the, like, they wouldn't waste Lynch by putting on this, like, fantasy project over yeah. here like they want to make a car and it's probably not going to come out to like you know the second half of this decade but they have to work on it now if they want to ship it by then well, so and, you are. and you can imagine that the heart like there's enough people on the team that the hardware experience is there and you know probably the design is is largely realized but it's it's the tech because you, you look at it you say well Kevin Lynch what experience does he have in making a car of, of anyone involved um, but if you look at it as you know the 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 what it is part is done but the wh- how it works is not um, then you can say okay well he's coming in you know he's his 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 leadership will make a big difference for the, um, the actual technology side of it or the software side of it yeah and people who like say oh I don't understand what Apple could bring to the car space you're just thinking too short like Tesla t- Tesla cars are way ahead of like in just technologically and, and smartness wise so you can say what you want about like reliability and everything else but just technology they're way ahead of the industry and apple could easily do what tesla does and probably do way more in so many cool different ways because they're a huge company they have incredible industrial designers they have plenty of the executive team members who love cars themselves they have you know four thousand trillion dollars sitting there that they can invest in all sorts of stuff like a hundred percent they could do a cool car 
they obviously want to do it. It's just going to take a while. And just because the rumors carry on year after year after year, it's not like a figment of imagination. It's a real thing. So Yeah. And, and Kevin Lynch, most importantly, has a W Flash experience. So... And by the way, I said they could 100% make a cool car. That's different to being like successful, right? Like sure. yeah. they can 100% make a cool car that's really expensive. Whether they can make like maybe they can meet the 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 like quadrant of, you know, functionality, design, price, you know, appeal, like that's a different question, but they can 100% make a cool car and that seems to be what they're doing. So, we'll see I have an idea for a future image graphic image you know when, when kevin lynch is doing like the adobe video from back in the day and saying html5 is no good i think he has like a there's like a, a mythbusters sort of uh, mock that, that i really want to like get that where he's like smashing the idea of html5 and put him in a garage working on the car now so <laughs> so, so, so stay tuned for that nine to five mac readers uh and then, and then um, the uh, next thing is the Apple Watch. So I think right as we ended recording yesterday, last week, um, Mark Gurman at Bloomberg published a big report on the Apple Watch and um, what we expect for the Series 7 uh, and more detail than we've had before. So let's walk through that. Yeah, and obviously we'll talk about the event in a little bit, but this came out first. We should, we should cover this. And yeah, it was quite literally like an hour after we stopped recording last week. Uh, so what Mark said was that uh, the 41, 45 millimeter uh, sizes are real. They obviously refer to case height because that's how Apple measures watches. Uh, in terms of screen diagonals, Mark says the 45 millimeter one will go f- to 1.9 inches. That's up from 1.78. So you're getting like, you know, a, 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 not a, a ginormous, but going from 1.78 to 1.9 on a watch is still pretty significant, right? Uh, the resolution is going to go up to 396 by 484. Uh, that's 60% more pixels compared to the same 44 millimeter model that exists today, which is 368 by 448. So you're getting like 40 extra pixels in both dimensions, uh, which is about on an, on an Apple Watch. That's like one. That's like half a row of like, a you know, in the email app, that's like half a row, basically. Mm-hmm. So you're getting that horizontally and vertically. Uh, it will be achieved by obviously the watches are going to get slightly bigger because the dimensions are going up to 41, 45, but also. Uh, the bezels around the screen are also getting significantly smaller than what we currently have on the Apple Watch, which is nice. So they are getting the, the the physical watches are getting slightly bigger, but the screens are getting disproportionately larger compared to the case size increase, essentially. And Mark has some details on the software side about the new watch faces. He says there'll be a new watch face called Modular Max, which is described as uh, the time digitally alongside one small complication, and then you have two larger complications that span uh, the, the length of the screen below. So right now, you have Infograph Modular, which only has one large complication. Uh, modular Max would use the extra screen real estate to put two stacked vertically uh, alongside the time above it. Uh, there's going to be a face called Continuum, which will, quote, change based on the flow of time and the current hour. So just a cool little, like, you know, one to look at. Uh, there'll be a World Time Watch face, this was actually leaked in the WWC videos. It was featured in you know the background, and people saw it. The screenshots on 95 Mac, if you can go look it up, uh, where it was called World Timer. Mark says it'll probably be called Atlas when it ships next week. <laughs> and it basically lets users see all 24 time zones simultaneously. This is similar to existing styles popularized by you know traditional watches like Patek Philippe and Breitling and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, 
on the Apple Watch, you'll be able to choose whether you want to see the time in digital or analog format. And Apple is also working on new faces for Hermes and Nike brand watches that will take better advantage of the bigger screen sizes that are forthcoming. Uh, on the supply constraint side, obviously, we heard about the fact that uh, Apple's had trouble producing these watches. Uh, Mark says that that is 100% true, but he's he expects they'll still be announced alongside the iPhone at the September event. Uh, they might even ship in September, but they'll just be available in limited quantities. It's not going to be like not shipping until next month, basically. So uh, that is the little details on the Apple Watch Series 7. Everything else in the report is uh, what we've heard before, like faster processor, redesign case, no noticeable like sensors this year. The blood temperature stuff is not coming until next year. He does say the new screen will feature a lamination technique that brings the display closer to the cover glass, which would be nice. Like I thought the Apple Watch had that before, but maybe not to the same degree that the phones have it, where it's like directly attached to the cover glass. Maybe it's like maybe there's still a gap and they're gonna change that this time. Cause that was still one of the like underappreciated changes about like the iPhone 4 way back in the day. Yes, it went retina, but also they they removed the gap between the glass and the actual screen, which just makes it look a lot nicer. So fingers crossed you'll get that same kind of impact on the Apple Watch as well. Mm-hmm. And next week will be California streaming, whatever the official news is. That's true. Let's take a break and then we can start talking about the event itself. Happy Hour this week is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Browsing the internet without ExpressVPN is like walking your dog in public without securing them with a leash. Most of the time, you'll probably be fine. But you know, you've got to be safe. And that same applies to browsing. Every time you connect to an unencrypted Wi-Fi network at cafes, hotels, airports and such, your online data is not secured. Any hacker on the same network can easily see everything that you're doing, gain access and steal your personal data like passwords, financial details and banking info. And you know, it really isn't that hard to pull this off. You don't need much technical knowledge to pull off a hack like this. You just need some cheap hardware. And the rewards are huge for these hackers. They can make up to $1,000 per person just selling your personal info on the dark web. So thankfully, ExpressVPN makes you immune to all of this. ExpressVPN encrypts all of your network traffic and it reboots it through a network of secure servers so that your private online activity stays private. It's like taking all your browsing history and sending it through a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. ExpressVPN's encryption is super secure and even better, it is super easy to use. I've used ExpressVPN and it really is great. It's super fast and it's so simple. You can stream HD video with no buffering and that kind of speed you don't generally find with a lot of the cheaper VPNs that are out there. Uh, ExpressVPN literally just has one button. You tap it, boom, you're connected. Your browsing is secure and hidden from prying eyes. And of course, ExpressVPN works on all your devices from phones to laptops to tablets. Uh, You can even install it on some Wi-Fi routers directly so that anyone that joins your Wi-Fi is automatically protected by ExpressVPN. The added security is great, and you can even use ExpressVPN to change your location and get around geographic content blocks on most websites. So secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash happy hour. That's spelt E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com forward slash happy hour. You can get an extra three months for free. One more time. Go to expressvpn.com slash happy hour to sign up. Okay. So the big the big news this week is iOS 15 beta 8. It's out. <laughs> no? Okay. iPhone 14 leak. That's that's big. We, uh, in a normal week, we probably would talk about that. <laughs> okay. But, uh, okay. Not this week. It's event time. Okay. Not this week. Yeah. So we're talking about the Apple event. Um, it's been announced on the date that was you know believed to be the date. And uh, now we're just counting on the days. 
yeah, so this is the September 14th Apple event 2021, uh, subtitled, as you already presaged, California Streaming, which I had to look up because uh, I guess I'd heard the song before, but I didn't know the name. Uh, it is a ripoff, well, not a ripoff, but like a homage to the song California Dreaming, uh, which you can find on Apple Music if you want to listen to the lyrics. Uh, <laughs> obviously, everyone loves to immediately jump to conclusions. As always, I would stick to the policy that generally the subtitles have nothing to do with the content of the announcement. They, they will be it streaming the event from California because there's a pandemic. They will be streaming the event from still, California. And so but no there will not go. be any connection to streaming in terms of what is announced necessarily. Hopefully like, not. I don't think it's going to be a TV plus two hour event. Let's put it that way. Because uh, that is streaming. Uh, it's the it's t- obviously <laughs> going to be the iPhone event. Let's be real. I, I, I will say... They they always do the little AR teaser thing uh, where if you go onto the event page and click on the logo and it gives you a little like 3D animation that you can play through your phone in AR. Generally, they're just like, you know, literally the event logos, but in 3D and a little, you know, they kind of animate around, which is fine. This year they've done, or this time around, they've done like the best one yet. You can literally like put like a little AR pool on your table. And if you like zoom in your phone, it, so basically it shows like an Apple logo in space in front of you, right? And it has the, the the kind of like glow effect that you see on this invite. And then as you bring the Apple logo, your phone closer to the logo, the inside of the logo is like a portal to this place in California that you can see on the invite. It's so cool. And if you go, they have music playing. And if you go even further in, the date nine fourteen even appears from nowhere. Like definitely the best AR event teaser they've done. Uh, do I think this event's going to have a massive AR focus because of that? No, but it's just a cool thing they've done this time around. And obviously, Apple likes AR in general. So there you go. What do you think about the event like iconography, Zach? Do you like it? Do you think it's average? I'm looking forward to the new Apple Watch. Really am. Looking forward to seeing what, Does that looks, mean no? what it looks like. <laughs> we, uh, I've never looked at one of the AR things before, to be honest. Uh, okay. So so they they could like leak the next phone or watch in, in that for in that route and i would miss it because i just don't ever do that um <laughs> i think the art is very pretty i think there's, there's a cool cool vibe to it cool mood um i i look forward to the event on on tuesday to see what the new apple did you did like. you get the reference the california dream no, reference no i didn't no, okay, okay. No. i wasn't sure if i was like that was like a british thing and i was like missing out but. yeah no i didn't get it no. And, All right, and, so. and our former colleague uh mark Raymond at bloomberg he claims to have gotten it on Twitter, and I, I don't think he got it. I think someone told him. I think you Google it and you find out. I don't. I, do you get California streaming when you type in? Is it like, did you mean to type this? I think someone told him. I think someone older who who knows the reference found it, and he and he said it was obviously that. Just, just yeah, my, my, just, probably just putting that right. out there into the world. You know, <laughs> you know Mark's cool, but he's probably not like. Come at me, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so iPhone 13, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what's coming. Mm-hmm. Do you think... I don't want to recap like every rumor that we've talked about. I, I think it's year, not just, a bad idea to recap every rumor because I cannot remember what's different. Okay, well, okay, we'll, we'll get... I, I can do a rumor recap, but first, do you think they're going to call it the iPhone 13? Because there's been some scuttlebutt, some speculation that this might be the year that they drop the number because, you know, 13's unlucky, so maybe they're just going to go to iPhone and iPhone 2021 or something. Uh, they... They could do iPhone 12s, I guess, because if we talk about the new features, it's probably you know most accurately designated as an S year. But 
I personally think they're just going to roll with iPhone 13. What about you? Mm, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised when they did 10s, uh, and and they also had kind of a bad year marketing then too uh, with yep. 10R and 10s. Like they 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 solved that one the next year. Um, I, so I I I would be more surprised if they did an, an S you know revision to a number. Um, that would be more surprising to me than if they dropped the number and went with a year or anything weird like that. Like I think that um, that thirteen you know is, is is you know the most obvious thing to do is what's most likely, and that's what they're going to do thirteen. Um, unless yeah, unless they did some weird thing like Samsung did and go from like nine you know ten to twenty in, in a year. But but that's just too on the nose as like as far as like Samsung did it, and so we're we're gonna t- you can't top it you can't make up numbers and and, t- and top each other that way because it, it gets un- unwieldy. So 13. they could go to like iPhone twenty twenty one if they wanted. To, no, 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 no. But that's not what they do. Like, yeah, no, that's that's not that's not a good name. They love what they do. Like is like iPad brackets eighth generation <laughs> that's their, their go to on on uh, naming like i think the iphone they'll just carry on bumping the number up by one for a while like if they were happy to do ios 13 i think they're perfectly happy to do iphone 13's superstitions be damned you know yeah, like, a few years ago i'd have been like there's no way we're gonna go to iphone 13 they're gonna figure this out you know before then um but but now you know i have i have no clue when they're gonna change this if ever uh, it, like it, I think but, we probably but, both agree that at some point they have to stop doing numbers. But but, but do you do you, you know who names the iPhone usually? I think it's Phil Schiller's last. Like he's like the last voice on that. Um, yeah. And now it would be uh, Greg Jodzwiak. So maybe he has a different viewpoint, and maybe we're all going to be you know have egg on our face next week, and it's going to be something totally different. But I mean, potentially, potentially. Like I do think at some point they have to drop the numbers, but it doesn't have to be this year. They could easily do iPhone fourteen, iPhone fifteen. They could even do like iPhone 20 if they really wanted to, I think. Like, yeah. The numbers have to die eventually, but they've still got runway there. Uh, okay, feature-wise. So, in case you've forgotten like Zach has, uh, we have smaller notch. And by smaller notch, I mean uh, the speaker grill is moving upwards. And then for the remaining cameras and sensors, like the infrared scanners, are basically being compressed uh, horizontally inward. So, you're getting a smaller notch Widthways, the height should be about the same, but the the layout is changing, so the width can be smaller. So you'll get like an extra fifteen percent screen on the left, so the the ear on the left will be about fifteen percent bigger, and the ear on the right will be fifteen percent bigger. You're not going to get like a practically crazy amount of screen real estate to actually use in an application. It's more of an aesthetic thing because yes, it looks nice when the notch is smaller, and the notch has been pretty big for a long time and, and hasn't changed since the iPhone X. So it probably is time for them, you know, to make the notch a bit smaller. It's not going to be as dramatic as like whole punch iPhone 14 or whatever, uh, <laughs> but they're just going to make it look a bit prettier. Uh, you're not going to get like some crazy functionality from the screen having 100 extra usable pixels, but it's just going to look nicer. On the screen, the feature that's going to be there is we're pretty sure you're going to get ProMotion high refresh rate screens, at least on the Pro model. So iPhone 13 Pro, iPhone 13 Pro Max, uh, you'll be able to get up to 120 hertz refresh rate like the iPad has done since 2017, the iPad Pro line. Uh, video, and then you get to like, obviously you're going to get the A15 chip, so it'll be faster, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we think the battery's getting slightly bigger this year, so you might get a bit better extra battery life, although that might also be offset by the fact they're now running the screens at twice the refresh rate, so maybe that's going to just be a wash. Uh, on camera side, uh, we expect portrait video, so you'll basically get like the equivalent of portrait uh, cameras for photos, but for a moving video. 
you get ProRes recording. Who cares about that? Nobody really. Uh, you get larger lenses with that allow even more light. So they kind of did this last year with the iPhone 12 Pro Max, where they were like, and because it's bigger, we've got these massive lenses that take up to like 50% more light. And so when you take <laughs> pictures at night, there's less grain. I think they're going to do that again. We've seen from all the leaks that the lenses on the, you know, the a people have leaked that the lens is going to be bigger, but also you can look at all the like the leak schematics and stuff. And the lenses on the back of the phone, they're just bigger still. So uh, the irises are bigger, it lets in more light, gets better pictures. And specifically, there's going to be attention paid to the ultra wide camera, which right now is kind of like the runt of the litter. You take a picture on ultra wide, especially in darker environments, there's a lot of grain, there's a lot of noise in the image. So it, it seems like they're going to upgrade that one specifically to bring it closer to the performance of the other two cameras. So you get a more even quality of picture across the board. Okay. And that is basically everything that seems like likely. So pretty minor. Yeah, obviously the external design is going to say the same. Uh, I, don't, I know people have been like, this is really boring. I think it's fine. Like it's probably no less boring than like the iphone 6s it's one of those classic years where year over year isn't so great but you know if you're coming from an older phone it's it's compelling because you've got everything from last year plus this year yeah for sure like yes if they were being like true to the spirit of the name they should probably call this iphone 12s right but (laughs) as we just discussed for marketing reasons they're probably gonna go 13 but for me I'm sold on ProMotion, to be honest. Like, it's been so long. You know, Android phones have had ProMotion for ages. And then OLED Android phones had ProMotion for ages. And finally, it seems like it's been able to hit uh, Apple's requirements for, like, supply chain and yields and availability. So they better give that to us this year. I mean, theoretically, maybe the high refresh rate isn't as good as the iPads. Like, the iPad goes to 120. Maybe the iPhone only goes to, like, 90, because some Android phones only max out at 90. I really hope it goes to 120. You can definitely notice the difference, and 120 is a lot smoother. And we've waited this long, so I hope they can they can push it that far. Mm. Uh, anything specifically that you're excited about, Zach? I assume you're buying the new phone. Uh, I mean, probably. I'm not going to say I'm not. Yeah. Um, the the uh, I don't know if you mentioned it, but the rumored like their their take on Samsung's um, feature for astrophotography, where it's just really mm-hmm. taking shots of the moon and stars. Um, if they do that in the phone. I will probably buy it for that alone, test it out, use it a couple of times, think is you know, think is cool, but it's not as good as a camera camera, and then buy a camera camera and then use that for a little bit and then not think much about it in the future. Um but that would hook me in in the beginning. Um what what's the color option that's that's floating around as the Well, that thing? is a question, to be honest. Like, okay. We don't know for sure. Some people think maybe a bronze. Hmm. Which is so, it's it might as well, you know, they've had some, it's like a different shade of gold almost. Yeah, like more brownie gold. Yeah. 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 But, 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 but for example, so we had, um, we, we had midnight green and then we had, um, the, was it sea blue? Pacific blue. Pacific blue. Very close. Um, maybe Pacific blue is just so good they keep it around another year. <laughs> there there has been reporting yeah. that the black is going to be matte black, which would yeah. be nice. That's that's compelling. That's that's probably yeah. more compelling than any other feature. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's. Uh, oh, it's, and the it, other thing that's kind of been floated around is always on mode, so you'll be able to get some kind of like Apple Watch style always more, on lock screen. That's more marketable because in the marketing images, you can you know have have that be always the focus of what you're showing. Um, I mean, I, I I I like always on screens, but I have an Apple Watch, so it doesn't bother me too much. Like for me, promotion is way more important. But you're completely like, right that 
marketing wise yeah. always on is like you can just show it you can turn the phone off in an advert but the, yeah. you can still see the time so i like i like battery life i like extending a better life and so but by saying that i mean that um if if you maintain battery life with always on display but you turn it off and you get a little more then that's also a good feature too i do that with mm-hmm. the apple watch sometimes where i'm like and i want to always on is not more important for the next few hours or next couple of days as battery life is so flick it off you know um yeah so that, that's nice um generally i think if you're in, in, in into the pro phones you know it's it's true this year more than last year last year you got a new design with with the, the 12 but this year if you go from 12 to 13 maybe the non-pros aren't as compelling um but the pro phones are more compelling if you care about the things that are on those phones so again it's really a big year for if you upgrading from an older phone I, I think it's certainly mm-hmm. true that the delta between the pro and non-pro tier is much more pronounced this year than it was yeah. going to be last year, right? Because mm-hmm. last year they just traded so heavily on the the whole the whole lineup has five G now. Yeah. If you actually dived into what was like specifically for the pro models, it was pretty minor. Like this year, you're going to get 120 hertz for sure, and you'll probably you'll probably, there'll be some like high end camera features that are exclusive to the pro models. And I wouldn't be surprised if the always on mode is also pro exclusive as well. Yeah, and we don't know if they're going to mention the satellite emergency contact feature mm-hmm. or not but we'll that's one of the things where the iFixit teardown will reveal if they don't mention it as a feature on stage or like some listing on the website with when they have to like list out the specs or an fcc filing or something so it'll probably say on like the antenna section like you know the satellite bands or whatever and then they won't speak of it until next year when it's actually ready to go that's my guess on that uh anything else on iphone one thing we did see was that the there was a revised a MagSafe charger, so the you know the circular puck that yes. hit the FCC this week, mentioning the unreleased iPhone 14 models and the existing models. So it wasn't clear exactly what was going to be new, but some people speculate that they're bringing out a revised model to support higher speed, uh, fast wireless charging over MagSafe because MagSafe right now supports 15 watt, and maybe with a like a a 2.0 version, it would go up to like 20 or 25 watt or something. Uh, Yes, it's only like one year into like MagSafe's existence and they're all going to bring out a better version. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure it'd just be backwards compatible, right? Yeah. So like all your current chargers still work, but if you happen to get the newer ones, it's charged slightly faster. Yeah. Um, I just looked at the next ad slot um, and, and I'm, I swear this was not planned, but I was going to say this because it happened. Um, I, I'm, I'm a... I'm a big proponent of, of therapy. And so I go to therapy at least once a month and it helps me be more manageable and everything. But, um, this week, my therapist, she knows what I do for a living. Um, she said, what's, what's new on the next iPhone? <laughs> I was like, I don't, I guess the camera's better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was, it caught me off guard for one, but I also just couldn't really like list out the things <laughs> so <laughs> and, and as much as promotion means a lot to me and i, I presume you right like yeah and i try to describe in the promotion. general scheme of the world yeah. people don't like a lot of people don't even notice the frame rate difference yeah i i said i think the camera's better and i think the the refresh rate will be higher so it will look smoother on, on the screen but i didn't translate well and that's the, yeah. the best i could think of so <laughs> that really happened this week it, like it's such it's such an interesting phenomenon that it's like Retina. Like when Retina first came out, I would show my parents it, and they'd be like, "I don't, I don't see what I'm looking." At. I, I remember getting the first Retina iPad, being like so bowled over by it, and then my mum was like, "It looks the same." Like it's just <laughs> hilarious to me that like people just can't perceive it, and whereas I see it so clearly, and 
I think ProMotion would be the same where like, because it exists on the iPad Pro, right? But I think a lot of people who own iPad Pros don't notice it either. So, oh, for uh, sure. I only notice it when I turn yeah. it off and it looks janky. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> That's the and other part all, of ProMotion yeah. is that after a few months, you your eyes adjust and then you don't see it because it's just what you're used to. Yeah. 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 I, and I almost think like I really would like to see a non-ProMotion iPad Pro and then compare it to the uh, promotion iPad Pro with that promotion turned off, I feel like it's got to be worse than it was. I mean, I know I'm wrong, but like, I feel like when you turn it off, it's worse than it than, than it no, looks. No, it's You say so you mean like it now looks worse when you turn it off versus just the old display. Something right? about it isn't optimized that it just it's it was never actually that I'm, janky. I'm pretty sure it's just what your brain's got used to. Yeah, I'm sure too. Yeah. Well, speaking of therapy, Happy Hour is indeed <laughs> sponsored this week by BetterHelp. It's a stressful time, life is hard normally, but of course the pandemic hasn't helped matters. If you feel strained or just not as happy as you do normally, you just want someone to talk to who's trained about mental health and lifestyle. Well, BetterHelp is quite literally here to help, and it lets you do just that from the comfort of your own home. BetterHelp assesses your needs to match you with a licensed professional therapist tailored to helping your personal well-being. You can simply connect in a safe and private online environment. After signing up, start communicating to a therapist in under 24 hours. This is not run-of-the-mill self-help. This is professional counselling done securely online. You can access counsellors specialised in all sorts of areas like stress, anger, relationships, depression, sleep, and much more. Start a conversation with your therapist at your convenience. Just send them a message at any time, and the therapist will respond in a timely basis, and you can even schedule sessions like weekly video chats or phone calls if you want something even more personal. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counselling, and financial aid options are available. And of course, everything that you talk about is 100% private and confidential. So start living a happier life today. As a listener to this show, you can get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash machappyhour. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash machappyhour, betterhelp.com slash machappyhour. Have you been watching Ted Lasso this season? I have been watching Ted Lasso. If it's good enough for Ted Lasso, you know what there saying? is indeed a lot of therapy in the in the season two of Ted Lasso for sure. No spoilers, just saying. Good enough for Ted. All right, Apple Watch Series Seven. This is. Did I tell you I'm excited about this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I am. Yeah. I'm. I, you and I like design. Like we like design. Good design. We like design changes as long as they're not bad. And and so when when a thing changes shape in some way that's different from before, like, it really signals to us that this is the next version of it. And so with the Series Seven, we're really sure it's going to look different, and and in a way that will be more dramatic than from Series Three to Series Four, where it was. We were very excited about that too, but but that was it wasn't a, a, a dramatic case change. Some people would say, well, what, what is different? Right. Yeah, like like the, the the three to four change was noticeable when you look at them side by side, and I could tell, right? But like a lot of general public probably wouldn't notice, apart from the fact that the screens are bigger, right? But right. The, the big thing that happened with three to four is they changed like the corner radius and stuff, so it got more curvy, and it so the the uh, the the three two and one watches they were very like square, and they were rounded, but they were very square and rectangular. Whereas the series four and later they went to like a more molded, rounded look, which was a significant uh, upgrade in design, uh, but the actual like functional benefit was obviously just because the screens got bigger, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what you'll see with the jump from the Series 6 to the Series 7 is a design change that 
literally everybody would be able to know this, right? Like right. The, the changing of corner radiuses, it's quite subtle, right? And it's something that we care about, but not mainstream. Going from round to straight edges, like the transition from iPhone 11 to iPhone 12, you know, everyone's going to be able to spot that out and notice it as, yeah. quote, new. Yeah, I, I don't I don't mean to say this in a bad way, but 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 you will know from the Series 7 this year, oh, that's the new Apple Watch, and then those are the old Apple Watches, and you'll probably put three and four designs in the same camp, you know, um, where I don't, it, 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 there was some of that before, certainly with us, but but um, this is a year, you know, as you say, where, where everyone will know that's that's a different design than than, than they've had before. And it is also probably going to be like an overall thinner design as well. So it's not just pure aesthetics of, oh, this looks different now. I also think it's going to be thinner. It, the screen bezels are going to be smaller, which is great. Like, that's a, that's a big thing to me, right? Like, the, 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 the aesthetics of the curvature, right? They, they're significant, but also it's the overall watch is going to be slightly thinner on your wrist. The screens are going to be bigger. The border between the, the edge of the case and the screen is going to be smaller. Uh, the side like buttons and the like the speaker grows and stuff, they're changing design this time around. Uh, I believe the, uh, what do they call that thing on the back? The back crystal? That's what they call it, right? The, the circular bit. That's changing design slightly as well. Uh, like uh, every angle is going to look different, basically, is what I was getting at. Yeah. And functional improvements to go with it. Mm-hmm. If you're going beyond the chassis, we don't really know if there's going to be anything new, right? Like, obviously, there's going to be a new processor. It'll be slightly faster. I'm hoping they're going to be able to fit a bigger battery in of some description because mm-hmm. one of the complaints I hear about from people all over the place about the Apple Watch is that the battery needs to last longer. Uh, they Very fairly, there are other smartwatches and stuff on the market that last multiple days. You know, Fitbit is probably Apple's closest compare, and they have quote smartwatches that last a week, right? And yeah, they don't do quite as much as what the as what the Apple Watch does. But if you're just using a, a smartwatch to like track your steps and see what the time is, the Apple Watch battery life is very short compared to what the Fitbit watches can provide. Uh, I personally don't really care about the battery life as long as it lasts one day. You just get in the routine of charging it every night. But people that want to use it for sleep tracking or just people that you know aren't as careful as me about putting on the charger every night. Everyone loves more battery life. And I think it's been probably long enough in the Apple Watch's life cycle for them to keep to that same, like, what they call it, 18-hour runtime, essentially. Yeah. And to all intents and purposes, when they added the always-on screen, that actually went down, right? So effective battery life was lower. Uh, if they could get to, like, two days of battery life comfortably on one charge, it would be pretty awesome. I, we haven't heard concrete rumors that's going to happen, but there has been, like, you know, some smaller talk about the batteries are getting bigger and maybe it's more efficient. So it does seem like the battery life is going to improve, but maybe not to like doubling, you know, not to mm-hmm. the extent of what some people want. But I do think the battery life is going to get better. Yeah, this this really feels like, I mean, and, and it's superficial, but if I just think about it, the Apple Watch original to Series 6 um, is, is, um, is, you know, there's there's change every year and it improves every year. Um, but if you were to say like, what would the Apple Watch look like in the future? Well, this is going to be the first answer to that. You know, this is the next generation of an Apple Watch design, and then this is what we'll have for for a while to come. You know, and, and they'll 
then there'll be something else, you know, in maybe seven years time. But this is, this is, I, I like the way things look, especially a watch. Like it, it, it's, 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 uh, from the start. I mean, it's been about two, not just what it, what it does, but how it looks. And this is a change in how it looks. And maybe it won't be as good. Like maybe people, it won't be good taste, <laughs> you know, um, maybe it looks clunky or like too industrial, but, but at any rate, it's a change. And, and I can't, I do think there's it. a risk. It maybe even if it's physically thinner, it looks thicker just because curves hide thickness a lot of the time so didn't we say that about from- the, the iphones uh this last year too like i feel like that's been kind of a thing it's like is it really thinner or you know it kind of seems thicker but yeah they did yeah but the, i mean the iphones did get thinner compared to the year before as well though so they kind of right. compensated for it so it's i do think it's like an optical illusion for sure that things that are rectangular look thicker than things that are rounded like what the apple watch is right now so yeah. it'll be a it'll be a transition for sure um and like you say, this design is probably what we're going to stick with for multiple generations. Like, as we've already discussed, the rooms are next year. They're going to add like a blood temperature sensor, but the design's going to be the same. They're just going to find a way to, you know, fit temperature sensors in and stuff. But this design's going to last for a while, which is which is neat. Other Apple Watch stuff. We, there were rumors about that rugged version, right? Marcus talked about that earlier in the year, but that's not coming now until next year. Um, so the Explorer edition or whatever you want to call it that's later 2022 uh, we don't expect updates to the Apple Watch SE oh this just year. introduced last year right it just introduced yeah, but they're not going to like change the processor or anything apparently it's just going to stay completely unchanged and just yeah, be sold as is uh, do you think the price should go down on it though yeah it's so awkward recommending this it's it's, it's in a weird place uh i mean if like if it's practically you know you've got this amount of budget to spend on the watch and that fits into your budget whereas the series six or main series line wouldn't and then and you have more than what would be for the series three then it's good it's a good fit um but it's so awkward to say like the 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 affordable version of the main line that has some fewer features, but it's not the cheapest. And then the cheapest one, you know, is, is the one that's $200. Uh, it would be, it would be good to see the series three go and the SEB, the, the, the new, I think even if they did the, like the series three is gone, but the SE is cheaper than it currently is priced at, you know, like if it's two fifty or yeah. something, then, you know, for the smaller size, then that's, that's progress. Cause, and they play around with what is the basement price for uh, an Apple watch that still exists, you know, um, you know, in, in this, in the first generation and then, um, and then, and then saying series one and series two from the, for the next round. Um, I think that the base price for the watch, you know, I think maybe the, if I'm recalling, then the, the series one maybe went down, but the, but the upgrade from the original went up. So, um, I think it got cheap. I, I'm pretty, uh, I'm not 100% this either. Yeah, I'm pretty I mean, sure yeah. the original Apple Watch was 349 base. And then the by the time I bought my series three, it had gone down to 329 base. Mm, and then yeah. when the series four came out, they went up to 399. Yeah, this is all just from my head full of memories, and there's a lot yeah. of information up there too. So I don't know. But yeah, but, like, but as, but your core point is correct that they yeah. changed the base price of the Apple Watch around a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so it's not wild to think that oh no, they don't have a two hundred dollar option anymore, but the next one up is closer to two hundred. That I think that would be okay. I can't see them dropping by a hundred dollars in like one cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think you're hundred percent right. The SE price drop. I, I believe there'll be a price drop, but it's not going to be like two seventy nine to one ninety nine. It'll be like two seventy nine to two twenty nine or something. Right? Yeah, that's like, a pretty good difference. And I unfortunately believe 
the Series 3 is going to stay around. Does it get cheaper than 199 Do they say? Probably. They might, they'll probably give it a price drop. <laughs> or, or what they might do, here's what I, well, here's what I really hope they do. If they keep the price the same, they, they only sell the 16 gig configs. Because the ones the that are really, cellular. really bad and really punitive are the 8 gig Series 3s, which yeah, is what so they do the, sell at 199 at the moment. Yeah, uh, the, dif- the difference is cellular. So, which is, what is that? What's the price difference on cellular? It's, it's not a whole lot, is it? Or is it $100? I think it's fifty dollars. Fifty dollars, yeah, because it's not quite the yeah. iPad jump sailor for hundred bucks. Um, so were the only. But what if they just sell the Series Three and it was Wi-Fi only, and it just happened to have sixty gigs of storage in it? Yeah, that's possible. It, it's yeah. it's so. Another thing about the the price situation that was is unresolved yet awkward from from last year is that they introduced this family the, the family setup feature, mm-hmm. which is meant for you know kids and, and loved ones who might not have an iPhone for whatever reason. Um, so, so you want to get them uh, just the Apple watch without the iPhone and you can't do it on the cheapest watch, you know? So like if you're thinking of, I want this, to, there's a whole watch face called school time. So if you say, I want this to, to, you know, be the keep up with my kid. Um, and then they, they will be able to communicate with me, even though you can buy a cellular series three, you can't do the the family setup and have have that. I mean, you can just do. They have to have an iPhone. So, um, but with the SE, that would be a more understandable story to say, like, okay, that's the price of the watch. You, if you get it for, with the cellular option, then you can do family setup and not even have to have an iPhone. So, but but because you can't do that with Series Three, it's so confusing. If you're a customer. yeah, for sure, yeah. So the reason I think Series Three staying around is because they specifically added that process in the beta season where to upgrade to the next version of watch os it it offers to reset the watch on your behalf so if they were going to kill it off i don't think they would have bothered to do that but because they've added that in i feel like it's sticking around so could, that's that my could be, that could be just to improve the experience for existing right like well, it could be it could yeah, be yeah i i i personally think they did that because it's going to stay around okay and we'll it'll probably be even cheaper yeah like i think it i think you see they're going to get cheaper or they're just going to only sell 16 gig models at that same 199 price. Yeah. I know I haven't used one in a couple of years. A couple of years I went back and did like a respect, you know, this is a review of the, the cheapest Apple Watch you can get. And I, and I revisited that. Um, I still think just functionally, I mean, functionally, the Series 3 is really close to the Series 4. It's just the design difference there. Um, because you don't get the Series 3 is closer to the SE. The SE got the Series 4 design, but not all the features. Yeah, because the SE doesn't have like ECG and stuff, right? Exactly. It certainly doesn't have yeah. always on display. So functionally, the Series 3 and, and SE are so close. It's just the difference in the in the case design for the most part um, that that the Series 3 like functionally is 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 doing well. If it, just not that upgrade situation because of the eight gigabyte uh, storage problem. Um, Really, really would be and nice I to think, see this series three go away, though. And from the market mechanics, Apple has to have like some door in the conversation of people that just want like fitness trackers, right? Sure, they just want and and fitness bands, you know, those kind of those kind of like low end fit, Fitbit products that are very popular. They're like mm-hmm. more of a competition to the Apple Watch than like the actual proper smartwatches are. Yeah, um, they're like ninety nine dollars, fifty dollars, right? So. And I don't see them dropping the Apple Watch SE price down to one ninety nine. So, by that logic, the S- the Series Three kind of has to stay in the lineup just to be able to stay in the conversation of look, are you going to spend a hundred dollars on this Fitbit band, or are you going to spend 
you know, $190 and get this Apple Watch. And yeah, you might only use it for step tracking, you know, going on workouts and stuff. Uh, but it's an Apple Watch, right? Yeah. If you compare the Apple Watch to like a like a sports watch, you know, dedicated to running or hiking or or, or whatever, the the Series Three is. I mean that that was kind of the big comparison that year because it got cellular and it already had GPS. Um, and you know, you say, well, do you really need a, a sports watch or could you have the Apple Watch and and have a better experience? Um, it's still, Series Three is still a very good sports watch in that way too. So um, mm-hmm. once you get past Series Three, then it's you get into more health instead of fitness features, um, you know, fall detection, ECG, um, blood saturation level, those, those things that you may appreciate. Always on. But you may not. Yeah. Yeah. Always, I mean, always, always just a feature feature. But but a lot of those features yeah. are, are ones that, you know, are kind of insurance policy features, you know, just in case or if this ever mm-hmm. happens, you, you'd use it. But on a daily basis, you won't. And those are kind of health versus versus, I think. Fitness, you know, in the series three. Yeah, for, yeah, that. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. So that's the Apple Watch. Uh, I think we we're pretty confident that you're going to see an iPhone and an Apple Watch at this event. The question is, what else is going to be there? Uh, possibilities include iPads. So we've obviously seen a lot of rumors about that, like new iPad Mini design that's kind of like a smaller iPad Air. Uh, also, this week we've seen that the eighth gen base model three twenty nine iPad is like severely out of stock on the app store website the deliveries are pushed out to like october which is a pretty good indication that there's going to be a refresh of that uh mark german bloomberg has previously said that the base model ipad will get a faster processor and thinner bezels so that's presumably to come uh are you interested in like the new ipad mini stuff because did you have an ipad mini originally i've never i've never owned one personally i had the first ipad mini yeah okay not 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 would, right you, would the... you be would you be swayed by a new smaller one that's got a modern design well, I've got I've got the big iPad Pro, and there's such a big difference in the tablet experience between a big, you know, almost 13 inch iPad Pro, and then say, you know, an eight ish inch iPad Mini or iPad Air. Um, I, I would I would I would not see utility in having the big iPad Pro and then the 11 inch or 10.9 inch Air. But to, if 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 you don't use the Mini, you know, if you haven't in a long time, it's really refreshing to pick it up. It's just dated by the design and the home button and everything. Um, but if it were modern, that size is really neat because you know, just not not doing like full on work or not not even like you know watching movies and stuff, but just you know browsing the web or reading a book. Like those are things that are really good on that, and it's it's different mm-hmm. enough of an advice that I can I can justifiably own own both and not just say this is for my kid for testing or something. You know. Yeah, I would. I would despite owning a six point seven inch phone at the same time. Oh my gosh, there's so much difference in the in the in the current mini and and the max. Um, it's like <laughs> if the, the the current iPad mini is like if the iPhone twelve Pro Max was foldable and the, and the other half was missing. That it's like it's the, the same width, but it's the, the height is pretty much like another iPhone twelve Pro Max. It's just, it's, it's it's it. I was doing that recently. I was looking at my kid's iPad. Uh, mini and then my iphone pro max on top of it and it was like okay they've got the height down but it's the width of the phone that still feels like phone it still feels tall and Mm -hmm. narrow whereas if it was like a little bit wider it would be better for for books and browsing the web on it with a fuller you know view but it wouldn't be as good to hold so i don't think they'll ever do that i think they've i think you know 
bottom design does one thing, but like reaching across the phone, they think they, they might be close to their, their limit there. And a tablet. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you regarding like the mini has its own space, by the way. I was just saying that for like devil's expert purposes because people, yeah, people yeah. often think that, that the mini doesn't need a point because the 6.7 mm-hmm. inch iPhone exists. But like you said, if you actually do like the, the, the screen diagonals kind of hide the actual difference in screen size because the iPhone is 18 by 9 and the app and the iPad is 4 by 3, right? Yeah. So this 7.9 inch iPad mini, which we believe is going up to like 8.4 inch with this redesign, that in just in terms of screen area, it's like 60% larger than the biggest iPhone today. Yeah. So like, like the I actual said, screen if, real estate if, is if, way if, different. If, yeah, like I said, if if it's almost it's almost the half of it. If it were if the mini or if the Pro Max was a foldable phone and you mm-hmm. opened it up and it was like double, then then that would be what the mini is. So. Yeah, 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 pretty much spot on. Uh, so that's iPads. Uh, other possibilities, I guess, include AirPods. Obviously, there's a lot of rumors about third-gen AirPods coming out. They're probably going to come out before Christmas. It's unclear whether they're going to come out in September, but if they do, I'll definitely be buying one of them. Uh, we don't expect AirPod Pro updates until next year. Certainly don't expect any changes to the AirPod Max line. Uh, Max, as much as I'd love them to announce the M1X Maverick Pro <laughs> in five days, it's clearly not going to happen. All the rumors point to like a separate event coming in like late October timeframe for the Max. So I don't think we're going to have any Max changes. You can also see by the software update pipeline that iOS 15, you know, watchOS, tvOS, they're clearly getting close to release candidates. They've been doing updates every single week. Uh, with basically no changes, just performance and bug fixes, whereas the Mac beta is still like way behind. And that's because the Mac beta, the Mac version won't come out for another month or so. And when it does come out, there'll be new Macs to go along with it. So clearly there aren't going to be any new Macs in September, as much as I'd love them to be. The Mac could launch with um, with universal control because it's so later, even though it hasn't been in beta, but it could launch with SharePlay because if it's that far after yeah. the iOS release, then it could, you know, the first version of... Uh, what, what are you calling it now? Mac OS 12. Um, M word. I, I honestly can't tell you the name right now. It's Monterey. Monterey. Okay. Yeah. We've had Mojave. Mojave. We've Monterey. Okay. Anyway, that, that could certainly ship with. with yeah. What you're saying is 15.1 or 15.2 will be out at the same time as Mac OS 12.0, which right. is 100% correct. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And then there's going to be the one more thing where we're, where, what, what is the one more thing this year? What do they show us? <laughs> the, the AR glasses are announced. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's time for the AR stuff. Yeah. Um, some big things I'm looking forward to seeing next week, you know, what, um, that, that I know people are interested in. The, the, the big thing is, okay, what, what does your existing Apple Watch band collection do with the new Series 7 watch? And, um, mm-hmm. you know, my, my guess is that, you know, it, it certainly fits into the slot and this isn't, a big enough change where they have to change that. Um, and even, even with the, 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 the corner radius being different, I mean, I, I feel like maybe there's some awkwardness there to the look. And, but I feel like it, this isn't the year where they break compatibility. Um, maybe just a little bit, a little bit off. Um, cause, cause I think they, the main they, thing that determines whether bands will be incompatible is the width of the watch and the width yeah. of the watch for more intense purposes. It isn't changing that much. So I'm pretty yeah. sure they'll be able to have a, a compatible connector because 38 millimeter bands work with 40 millimeter and yep. 42 millimeter work with 44. And so 
it's fair to us it's fair to guess i think that, that they'll continue to work um they'll 100 have a new range of bands that have slightly different like corner radius yeah they'll say, be more that directly align with the body of the new watches yeah but yeah the old bands will work and that's why we see like every milanese loop go away because they change you know they'll, they'll make a subtle change to it but also they change the packaging and the marketing for it. So, and even though the SE still exists, the SE is not the marketable target for the watch and watch bands. So cool. I can't wait to see that. The other thing I'm looking forward to seeing is, you know, the Apple watch faces from, from original to series three and how they had that, like they adapted to the series four, uh, larger mm-hmm. screen in like an awkward way. Um, I can't wait to see what they look like on the new watch if they have some <laughs> new optimization or if it's just like bigger, you know. But letterbox. <laughs> I mean, because it's Apple, they won't be letterbox if they're a third party, maybe. Um, but I can imagine them just being like larger with the same yeah. layout, which is awkward. But I'd love to, like I'd love 40 to see pixels in, uh, They could, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, it, with only 40 pixels edition in both dire- dimensions, they could letterbox them. Like I'm not even kidding, because <sighs> you could just simulate that 40 pixel boundary as like yeah. the additional screen bezel you would have if you still had a Series Six. So on the older watch faces, they'd just be slightly more inset from the edges. What if those watch faces suddenly work with corner complications in the way that you know Series Four and beyond do? Because there's extra room. You know? I mean, that'd be nice. Yeah, uh, but I reckon I honestly would bet that those older faces they're going to letterbox them. I don't think they'll letterbox. I think they'll just bring them. They'll they'll zoom them up and they'll sharpen them up a little bit, if maybe. But that, what about all a, the ones that have like full screen assets? Yeah, are they yeah. going to go and remake all the full screen assets? I bet. I bet they have some leeway on on how much they they use versus how much they created. What's one that uh, like Toy the, Story? Do you think Toy Story? Do you think they're going to go and re-render Buzz Lightyear to get him to reach the end of the screen? I bet they can easily re-render him. I bet they really can. Yeah, but will they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I okay. This will be interesting to see next week. I bet Toy Story is letterboxed. Okay. Well, like we'll like see. in the movies, like when there's like a special scene. <laughs> yeah, true. But it won't be letterboxed for for a visual effect. It'll be letterboxed because they could be bothered. All right. Well, that is the Happy Hour podcast for this week. What's the day of the event? It's Tuesday, September fourteenth. Tuesday, September fourteenth. That's cool. Um, the next day, uh, I'm going to Florida next week doing some traveling. Um, there's this this uh, space mission called Inspiration 4. And I don't know if you've followed it yet, but I did a story uh, last Friday about they're actually using, they're like doing a medical study in space uh, for mm-hmm. this. It's all civilians, no astronauts um, with previous experience. And they're using... The process for the, for this was it's three days in space, so three days in orbit um, around the Earth, and SpaceX is the the, the rocket and the spacecraft, um, and and they picked just for the the crew to have Apple watches, iPhone 12 Pro, and the best the best in class small size iPad, which is the iPad Mini Four. Um, they they bought them before they were gone, I guess. And, um, and, and they're going to use those for every, they have those. So then this, this, I think, uh, Baylor Medicine and another group comes in and they say, well, what studies do we have that can leverage that? And so they say, we're going to look at, um, you know, motion activity data, heart rate data, um, blood oxygen saturation, um, sleep data, uh, noise data, all those things ba- based on just the watch and what it can do, which I think is pretty cool. 
And then the iPhone 12 pros will be for like where that data goes to. And there's an iPad mini that they're going to use for like a, a cognition app test where you like go through like a, a, a quiz, you know? Um, and, and then there's like a, I think it's also like a, like a, um, an ultrasound sort of thing where you can be a non-medical expert, but scan yourself for like what a doctor would do. And that, that also goes to the, to the iPhone. So that's pretty cool. But, um, that's the day after the event. And, um, uh, I know it is an Apple TV, but it's, it's Netflix and there's a really cool, um, documentary series called Inspiration 4 Countdown, which, which talks about all of this. And it's a really cool, um, mission. It's really neat. So check that out. That's my recommendation because it's the day after the event and there's definitely Apple stuff on, involved. So check that yeah, that's cool. I read your, um, your story, obviously, but I haven't seen the documentary. Uh, yeah, it came out like Monday, so it's really new. Um, there's two episodes on Netflix, and they're going to do like a live stream of the um, the, the mission, and then they're going to do come back and do like a final episode with like production quality, and just a live stream. So, well, that, that's cool stuff. Um, and then, uh, if you have any feedback for the show, you can email us together at happyhour at 9to5mac.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ApolloZach. That's A-P-O-L-L-O-Z-A-C. And Benjamin, you are on Twitter at? B-Z-A-Man. And we thank everyone who subscribes wherever you subscribe to the, your podcast. We especially thank our listeners who subscribe at Apple Podcasts for the um, the ad-free tier. We are seeing the return on that now. And just know that we are especially grateful for, for people who uh, prefer the ad-free experience and, um, and, and support us directly that way. Always, of course, thanks for everyone who supports our sponsors as well. And uh, the next time we talk, Mayo, it'll be it'll be the Thursday after the event, I, I imagine, right? And we'll, indeed, we'll indeed. process what's happening. I'll have gone to that rocket launch, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about the event. So, um, see everyone next week, and have a have a good event week. Bye bye.